0: The latest U.S. inflation data has shocked the markets. The global economies have nosedived following the sell-off in the U.S. markets. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Dear Money with me, Momita Paal. And in today's episode, I will be talking about all the important events and news which happened last week. Also in today's special topic, I will talk about the cost one has to incur if the person is planning to consolidate or sell his mutual funds. Let us begin. In China, a couple of data points were released for August, and they are showing some improvement in the economy. These indicators are retail sales, property sales, and auto sales. They have posted impressive numbers for August. Moving to UK. More data from the UK is adding to fears of recession. The UK retail sales number was released last week and the number has fallen much more than what was expected. The main retail sectors, the food stores, the non-food stores, the non-food store retailing and the fuel, all of them declined. This is a period of mourning for the cream and this is posing additional challenges for the retailers. Businesses have been closed due to The queen's funeral and that is likely to have a negative impact on retail sales going ahead now talking about the inflation in uk the inflation number was released last week the inflation for august was 9.9 percent this is a small moderation from the earlier month however the analysts and the economists are still very worried they expect the inflation rate to continue to rise since the cost of food, clothing, and services are continuously rising sharply. I should note here that the Bank of England has already warned that inflation could go to around 13% this year. Now, following all this news, the UK pound fell to a 37-year low last week. Moving to US, the CPI data from the US led to a global sell-off last week. The CPI inflation number for August came in at 8.3%. This was only a small rise from the previous month. However, it was a big shock to everyone because everyone had anticipated that the US inflation has peaked off. It has not. The core CPI inflation has also gone up due to higher prices of shelter and medical care, which is also quite worrying the markets reacted sharply to this news the s&p 500 and the nasdaq fell around 4 to 5% respectively the bond yields hardened the volatility index or the vix jumped up the fed will be meeting this week 20 to 21st of september and now given the latest data point the markets feel that a 100 basis point rate hike may also be possible Previously, the market was anticipating a 75 basis point rate hike. Now given the latest data print, the November policy meeting would also be where Fed would aggressively hike the rates. Moving to India, the week had begun on a good note, but the last two days wiped off most of the gains and this was following the CPI print data from US that led to large sell-off in the Indian markets as well. There are a few data points which made news last week. One is a credit growth at 15% that is a reasonably good indicator that the economy is improving. The other one is a domestic air traffic growth which is also showing traction. Now, I will quickly round up the economies. In China, there are few data points which were released in August. However, the COVID lockdowns are likely to remain going ahead and the economy is likely to struggle as well. Talking about Europe and UK, most of the data is pointing to a recession coming soon in these economies. In US, the higher than expected inflation data will lead the Fed to aggressively hike rates. However, there isn't any economic data point which is showing that the economy is slowing down and there isn't a one is to one relation between the US policy rates and the economic growth. So US still remains a little favored destination compared to the other economies. In India, India is balancing the global negative news and the positive domestic news. It is staying afloat. Now moving to today's special topic, I will talk about a question which was asked by my friend. What are the costs of the charges if a person sells a mutual fund or tries to consolidate the mutual funds? Let me start with an illustration. Mrs. Samantha has an investment in Scheme A of Rs. 10,000. The gains in the fund is Rs. 1,000. So the current value of the Scheme A is Rs. 11,000. She also has an investment in Scheme B and some unrealized gains there as well. She wants to move her funds from Scheme A to Scheme B soon after purchasing Scheme A because Scheme AB is giving her better returns. So she decides to move the 11,000 from Scheme A to Scheme B in the next few months. Both the schemes, that is Scheme A and Scheme B are from the same mutual fund, the SBI mutual fund. She also decides that after one year, she wants to sell the Scheme B as well. The question is, will she have to pay tax on the rupees 1000 she has earned in Scheme A or will the gains be used to buy more units of Scheme B? The second question is, what are the tax implications when she sells the Scheme B after one year? Let me start by talking about the charges one has to incur if a person decides to switch or sell a mutual fund. The first one is the exit load when an investor tries to sell a mutual fund soon after purchasing it then the mutual fund charges a penalty on the investor which is called an exit load. So if a person buys a mutual fund and before one year decides to sell the mutual fund then the exit load will be applicable however if the investor holds on to the mutual fund for one year and then decides to sell it then the exit load may not be there. However, the exit load differs between funds and between schemes and it has to be checked before investing in the fund. Now the second point is the tax on capital gains. There is a short term capital gains tax if the units are sold before one year, the charge is 15%. The long term capital gain tax is applicable when the mutual fund is redeemed after one year. However, this tax is there only if the capital gains for that investor is more than 1 lakh in a financial year and the long-term capital gain tax is 10 percent. The tax rates I just said is for mainly equity mutual funds. There are tax rates are different for the balanced or the debt funds. If you want to know more about what are these different types of funds and what are the charges for each fund do write to me at ps.mormita gmail.com. I would love to discuss them in my podcasts. So coming back to Mrs. Samantha, the question is, will she have to pay tax on the thousand rupees she has earned on scheme A or will it be used to buy units of the scheme B? Now since she is moving from scheme A to scheme B and she's doing it before one year has passed, she will have to pay an exit fund. If she had waited for one year, then this charge would not be applicable. The second question is what are the tax implications if she sells the Scheme B. Let me start by clarifying there will be no tax on the rupees 1000 she had gained in Scheme A since she did not sell the mutual fund she only switched. This money will be used to buy new units of Scheme B. However, when she sells the Scheme B the tax rate will be applicable. If she sells the Scheme B within one year of investing in the scheme B, then as I said, a 15% tax will be levied. However, if she sells after one year, then it is dependent on how much she's gains she's is making for that one year. So if her gains are within 1 lakh in that financial year, she will not have to pay any tax. If her gains exceed more than 1 lakh, then that amount which is higher than 1 lakh, she will have to pay 10% on that additional amount. Mutual funds can be tricky consolidating switching selling them can be quite trickier please do your own due diligence before taking any financial decisions stay on top of your investments happy investing thank you for your time i am momita Pal, and you were listening to dear money